0: That's fine. Hey, what's up, everybody? Christopher Stolle here, back with another Breaking the Fourth Wall, episode 107. I still can't believe we're in the triple digits already. Uh, Thank you for joining me tonight. We are live on Twitch and on Facebook Live, so guys, if you have questions for our guests... Or just conversation in general. Make sure you're sending out those messages because we will read them live on air uh, tonight. I'm going to be joined by a co-host. She is new to breaking the fourth wall, and she's going to be helping me with a lot of the interview duties here, uh, so we can get even more interviews out to you guys and maybe get closer to two hundred real quick. Uh, that is Kim. Kim, how you doing tonight?
1: I am doing well. How are you doing,
0: Chris? I'm living. I'm living. But tonight, it's not about Kim, it's not about me (laughs) Of course, this is breaking the fourth wall So we always give uh, the center of attention to our guests And tonight is actor and model Mr. Dale Niehaus Niehaus, Niehaus. did I say it right? Niehaus?
2: Niehaus Yes, you did, you got it right there Very good There
0: we go (laughs) You know what, I've got one of those names that's like impossible to pronounce as well, so I always feel bad if I screw somebody else's up. <laughs>
2: Trust me, you wouldn't be the first time. I've been called New House, Nick House, Nye House, every type of house, so you're fine.
0: <laughs> well, I do I do guess that it's a uh, German heritage, correct, with the way house is spelled H A U S. German or Dutch descent? Yeah. Yeah, you got it right. Okay. <laughs> well, my last name, my name's German, too, so that, that's the only reason why I knew that. Um, but, yeah, the uh, big thing here is welcome ah. to the show. Uh, very happy to have you. Um, you are an actor and a model. So, of course, the first question I've got to go into here is the typical, the typical standard, we get the typical standards out of the way. What made you follow into this line of work? What made you want to be not only an actor, but a model as well? Like, and which one came first?
2: Okay. Uh, Acting actually came first. Um, Basically, since I was a little kid, I grew up watching movies a lot. I was a movie buff since before I could walk. And um, I would always watch it and use my imagination to be entertained. But um, what's funny is I actually didn't find acting until my middle to late 30s. Um, I basically went through the things where I grew up, got married, had kids. And then when I moved to Oklahoma, where I live at... I just one day decided I saw auditions for a play, and I decided why not? You know, I I have a fear of being in front of people, so I decided for the fun of it to audition for it. And it was a local play in Norman, and you say I got a small part in it. Went through the nervousness and the fear of doing all of it, and then once I got on stage and did my small parts, and people laughed, um, I fell in love with it instantly, and. Just like that, the acting bug bit me, and that was back in 2016, and so I've been doing it ever since, just slowly building it up, and then um, (laughs) with modeling, um, I was actually, a friend of mine was taking pictures for a headshot that I needed, and he suggested that, hey, you've got an amazing look. You really ought to model, so I was like, okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I guess I can give that a shot. Why not? Okay. <laughs> and and so then I started working with different photographers, and um, just that was like a year later. Um, so I started modeling here and there, and I've worked with quite a few photographers. The modeling isn't as far along as the acting, but um, just something about my look, I guess, is just they they love taking pictures of me. I don't know what it is. I mean, I haven't broke a camera yet, luckily, but, you know.
0: Oh, I I could definitely understand. I mean, uh, my mother always told me growing up I have a face for radio. So, uh, <laughs> if you got it, flaunt it. So, <laughs> but well,
1: it, I'm looking at his picture right now, and he's got like that macho, but yet friendly look. But yeah, you definitely have a great bone structure. So. I'm, 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 I'm checking you out right now, since you said you had this face, so I had to check it out.
2: Aw, well thank Aww. you, you just made my day.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> All I can think of is Oklahoma, I've just keeping thinking of like, Oklahoma, where's the buffalo roam or whatever? <laughs> so are you like, do you like a lot of cowboy stuff, or are you a cowboy? How does that work?
2: Um. No, actually, I have pretty much was born and raised uh, in the city back in Indiana, uh, and then um, I do like wearing my cowboy boots, but um, no, I've, I have been in some westerns, actually, some smaller westerns, and I do love watching westerns and, and being in westerns, but um, I'm honestly just a Jack Feltrez type of film and, and different things, like anything from comedy to drama to horror to westerns to sci-fi to... I mean, pretty much you name it. Uh, I, but I, I tell you what, um, since I shaved my head uh, back a couple years ago, being a bad guy is probably the funnest thing I find to be in a film.
1: hmm But you yes. have a friendly face.
2: Your I do. Your eyes are
1: amazing. Your eyes well, are amazing. But the well, shaved head you. does look a little intimidating. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it kind of does. It kind of does. And then it also just, uh, it, I don't know. I've gotten a lot more compliments since I shaved my head because I'm starting to thin up on top and go bald. So it just was like, you know, if I'm going to start going bald, I might as well just shave it all. So ever since then, I've loved it.
0: Well, uh, it, it's kind of funny. Cause, uh, back in, back in my, checkered pass, I was an independent professional wrestler. And for about seventeen years I I played the a single character known as Matt Wilde. And uh Matt started his career as a as a as a bad guy, as a heel. Uh but then took a took a character change and, and became a good guy. Came, no. became a face and I pretty much finished my career that way. And I mean I enjoyed being the the uh the baby face slapping hands and kissing babies and you know all that stuff, but there was a liberating feeling of being the bad guy, of, of being <laughs> the heel. So I, I definitely get where you're coming from. It's more fun to be evil. <laughs> now, the big the, the thing I wanted to ask, uh, playing off it, of, you, you, start, you, you started as, as a stage actor. What was the transition that made you decide to want to go into film? And even more so, which do you prefer, being on set for film or do you prefer to stage?
2: Well, um, honestly, the the transition was I had done a couple plays, and I I had also thought about doing film, and I never had before, so I basically just tried it out to see the difference, and um, I mean, I love film, Um, but honestly, um, they're both in their own aspects so different, because it's, I like theater, because it's more challenging in a sense, because If you mess up a line or you forget something, you have to keep going as if it's a live scene and as if you purposely did it because there's no cut, no action, none of that stuff. Uh, Compared in film, if you screw up, they can stop the cameras or whatever and you can redo it. So in that aspect, I like theater because he challenges yourself more and also – rehearsals I mean it's there was time for one of the plays it was Oliver at Sooner Theater in Norman that we had to rehearse five days during the week for like four hours Wow! and um, yeah it was a uh, and my my actual my my 10 year old now um, that was back when he was probably about eight now, he actually was in there with me as well uh, as like one of the, uh, the warehouse boys and um, I played uh, Oliver's grandfather in that and uh, so the rehearsals was rigorous um, but then being on stage, if you like, literally, there was one time where an actor I was working with forgot their line, and I had to pretend and go on with it, like as if nothing had happened. And so it was um, a really good experience. Um, and but then on film, like I said, I, I love doing that too because you can just really delve into a character, um, and you can really become somebody else. But one thing you got to learn with theater and and film, in theater you have to project yourself out to there so the whole audience can hear you and see you. And, and on film, if you try to do that, that camera and mic picks up stuff that just like everything. And if you do that on a film in front of a camera, it, it just comes out really super magnified. So you like you're of,
1: overreacting or something. Like you just like you're just like oh. overacting. So like you you like um like I know like when you sing. Because I know Chris, Chris, Chris sings, too. It's like if you go over the top, you, you, you're, you uh, find yourself, like, um, it's it's too too much, especially, like you said, if you're on film. Whereas um, being live, you have to have that kind of over-the-top character. So yes. find that balance, I'm sure.
2: Oh, Yeah.
0: Well, I think one yeah, of the biggest yeah. quotes I ever, I ever followed was Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden when he, when he talked about performing live as a, as a singer and a musician is that always, always project yourself to the point that you can reach the back row without a microphone.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about right, that's about right.
0: <laughs> and and that's how he would deliver, and live, you're right, but as you say, I mean, if I were to put it into music standpoints, I could do that on a stage and be as loud as I want through a PA system or whatever, but when it comes to, like, right now, I'm recording an album, and when I'm singing into a microphone for recording, if I go too loud, that microphone, that the recording, the microphone will just... It'll, it'll phase out, like, you know, the pops mm-hmm. and the sounds, and it, 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 it's, it, it, there's a, this secret balance to it. And I imagine it's pretty much the same way with the moon, uh, boon mic uh, over top of you as you're delivering lines. Like, if you try to go over the top and, and really project that uh, it would probably screw up the scene just as badly sound-wise.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because that mic, I mean, there's times to where you could be in a building and it'd be in the basement, and then there's a train going by, that mic will pick it up just like that. So, yeah, you, you literally just talking like this, like you just basically have a normal conversation, and you really don't have to project yourself because, yeah, it'll mess up the audio just like that. And there's there's been times on set where, um, especially if an actor has a theater before, that all of a sudden is transitioning to film, they don't realize that, and they still try to project, and it has to be another take, another take. Which, honestly, sometimes it works good for the bloopers, but you know, sometimes it just <laughs> gets annoying. But whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's another thing too. It's like I don't know when you're when you're in front of an audience, I feel like you're more alive. Like I don't know, you almost like you're immersed, yeah. in, and you get that energy from the um, from the audience. But then, like you said, if you have to keep taking, retake, 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 you kind of like lose yourself somewhere, and they're like, "Oh, after I say this again, I'm just, you know, I, you kind of lost the momentum." Is that do you find that happening when you're acting in different uh, venues or mediums?
2: Sure. Um. Yeah, you you absolutely can. Um, you know, it, Like you said, yes. Uh, like you were saying, when you're in front of an audience, um, and, and that can also be um, uh, debilitating as well because let's say if your performance is bad, the audience <laughs> doesn't like it, well, you can be hearing crickets. But, I mean, it's a really good energy when all of a sudden like you do something and, and the audience at the end just applauds like crazy. But also with film, yeah, take after take sometimes, um, it can be frustrating because at times when you're starting to do it, your performance may just be like – it's like, oh, you are you can tell you're acting, but then the more you do it, sometimes that emotion with the frustration can actually play into it to where your character finally just kind of clicks like that. It's just natural. So there sometimes is a um, – it, it works itself out sometimes. Um, but yeah, there are times to where on set where you've had to do several takes, and it's just is like, okay, come on, let's get this over with. But that's where – the training and the patience with your acting comes in because you learn to still put on the act. And you can tell an actor's good whenever you don't think that they're acting, when you actually think that person is the real person. And that's the key. And it's something I still struggle with, but I'm getting better and better each year as it comes along.
1: That's cool. Can you imagine, like, all I can think of is, like, you're watching something, and, and in the back of
2: your mind, going, like, That's like 75 takes." <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily, I've never been on anything like that yet, and that would be a really bad day. That's all I gotta say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine, I imagine you've got to be uh, good with, with frustrations and, and all that with with the show because of going off what you said before. Is you started your life, uh, your personal life, with the whole marriage, nine to five job, k- uh, kids. I, I, of course i got to go into how did how did it uh work out for you like how how hard was it for you to break into the uh the acting and the modeling with also doubling as the role as provider husband and, and father juggling the, um, both the, it, those dual lives
2: it's definitely um it's definitely caused the strain on the personal life quite a bit i won't get too much into that today but it's definitely caused um Strain on the personal life with trying to break into acting, um, mm-hmm. which it. The thing about acting is, you have to love what you do to do it because of not only because of your personal life taking a hit because there's what people don't realize when you break into the industry there is so much time you have to sacrifice to do this because you're not only um, auditioning uh, you're doing a lot of free projects like student films or whatever and then you're also networking so. Pretty much your time is spent building this, and unfortunately sometimes that takes its toll on a marriage, a relationship, a family. And and so it definitely had its moments quite a bit, but because I loved it, I took all the rejections, uh, the, the sacrifice, and everything else. And it, to me, I knew this is what I wanted to do, and so I basically just focused on that. But it also has taught me over the years the, the, since I've acted that to also balance that out to where I spend time with my kids that I don't just sit there and get on my phone and network now as much. I actually focus more on spending time with my kids when I'm home and trying to do things to better my health, and my mental health and everything else because if you don't balance that life between acting and family – uh, it can be very disastrous at times.
0: I definitely, I definitely didn't want to touch any sensitive subjects. I was just curious uh, how you, how you found that <laughs> that, that inner balance. <laughs> You're
2: perfectly fine. You are perfectly fine. Not a, not a problem at all. But, but there, you, you, yeah.
1: Sorry.
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I
1: was gonna say. I know you said you have the three boys, right? Yes. And you said the one active, Would you know do they still act? Does anybody else have the acting bug now?
2: Um, actually, yeah, not as – let's see, uh, both my 10-year-old my and now my 17-year-old have actually been in a few things with me, um, films as well. And uh, it's a lot of local stuff here in Oklahoma. Um, I don't I, – basically, if they want to be in something with me, um, then I will have them be in it, but I don't sit there and – force them to do stuff, or I also don't try to, I want them to figure out what they want to do in their lives, and if they want to be in something, then fine, they can be in it with me, but I don't sit there and I'm like, hey guys, let's go do this, because I want my kids to grow up and, and be kids and enjoy themselves, and when they're adults, if they decide this is something they want to pursue act- actively, then I'll definitely help them more, But um, but yeah, every once in a while, there's a project that they're looking for let's say, a 17-year-old or a 10-year-old, and I'll say, hey, guys, um, they got this project going on. This is what it's about. Would you guys want to do it? And so most of time, they're like, yeah, sure. And then they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> not a problem, not a yeah. problem.
0: <laughs> well, I, I wanted to bounce off something Kim a, uh, asked you before uh, when she asked you about the, the, the westerns and, and <laughs> yeah. cow, cowboy movies. Wrestling. Uh, and especially bouncing off of the fact that you said, "Do you enjoy playing the villain?" Especially now that you shaved your head, um, it, it it made me wonder what are some of your more favorite or memorable roles that you played. Like what what do you like playing the most? Do you like playing sci-fi, comedy, horror, westerns? Like what 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 are what are the gigs out of all the gigs that you love the most playing? Oh
2: wow! Okay, um, that is actually a tough one because. Um, you know, my favorite role, and I haven't got to play too many of them yet, um, it's a mixture, it's a mixture of horror, but also, uh, mob, mob boss. Okay. Um, And it's just, it's something about the, the control and the character when you're the bad guy to where you don't have to be like this over the top, like, you know, crazy psycho villain, but you could be this one that just seems like a totally normal person, but just like an instant, they can just, like that, just change to where
1: that? they're,
2: basically, it's like, I can't think of a character, uh, like a, a um, similarity or just a comparison, but, like, just one of those characters is just, just like all of a sudden talking normal, and then just all of a sudden just, you know, like, pretty much put somebody in their place, you know, or basically, like, you know, kills them or whatever, just... But but something like that, uh so I'd have to say probably some type of like boss mob boss is probably one of my favorites i've played
0: when you say when you say over the topness uh, are you talking like uh when, when you're come when you're coming off of mafia the like the the best examples I can give is something a little bit more serious like the Godfather or really over the top like sopranos or scarface
2: <laughs> <laughs> man, those are actually all really good too um, <laughs> Or even like uh, like like a Bane from The Dark Knight, um, or the the Dark Knight Rises. That was kind of really over the top in my opinion. But that nothing against that actor and what he did. That just like the yeah, I I think almost like for a bad guy, um, the the like more simple that you're doing it like to where I think the scariest ones are not the ones that are screaming and all that top lungs, but almost like the Hannibal Lecter type to where it's quiet. It's very deep. It's almost like, okay, this guy's really quiet. What is he about to do?
1: Yeah, where's, and, he, where's his mind going? Where's, 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 yeah. I know you like, I love it when you're watching something, and you look at a character, and they're like, you said, they look normal, you're like, there's something, there's something that's going to happen, something's going to snap, and that's yeah. the kind of characters that are fun. You, you, yes. you can't get your eyes off of them, because you know something it's, is going to happen.
0: I, exactly. I, yes. I love, I love villain characters. Uh, and you know, I, I like your cheesy campies. I mean, give me Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze and Batman and Robin all day. But I mean, as as far as like real, as far as like real villains, the the ones that always get me the most are the ones that are as as normal as you and me right now. And their their motivations are not so over the top. You almost see you, you could. It's like okay, they're bad. You know, they're bad. They're 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 immoral, but you almost get why they are the way they are. Those are the type of villains that I've always loved the most.
2: And that's the kind of villains I like to play. I like to play the ones that the audience... And here's my always thing with acting that, that motivates me is I want whoever's watching me to feel something. Whether they feel really bad for my character or they feel they hate me or they just feel like, oh my god, I feel what that guy's going through. But yeah, the villains that have they're basically they're evil but it's like they're they're real they're normal people that are going through some something in their life that just brought them to that point and you can just kind of relate to them as you're watching them and you can just be motivated in some way
0: that's awesome that's well i definitely want to get this in real quick i know you're working on a brand new project um that is going to be set up for a future streaming service why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit about that I want to make sure everybody knows this is coming so they can come find it when uh, when it releases.
2: When it's time to binge watch.
0: When it's time to binge watch. <laughs>
2: of course, of course. Okay. Well, this um, it basically, it's called *Hunting Jessica. Um, basically what it is, it's based off of a book series by a author that actually lives in Moore, Oklahoma. Her name is Elizabeth St. John. And it's, I think the fans of True Blood that used to watch it will uh, really enjoy this. It's like a supernatural type of, of show and what it is. It's basically about this this girl that, her name is Jessica, and she works for this company, and before she knows it, she thinks that everything is normal, all this and that, and then before she realizes, her world just completely blows up, and there are supernatural creatures that she finds out about that she actually works for, and also that they they also are fighting, and it's Basically, has like vampires and like these these creatures in there that are called hellhounds that are like werewolves and yeah. and it basically there's this whole like it's 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 complicated but it's also it's just it's amazing and it's it has the potential it, it, you know we're we're filming we're finishing up season one as soon as this whole corona thing's over with and then it should be released in the fall and it's the production company is uh, Ramon. Uh, martin film productions and that's r-a-m-a-n um it's filmed up in Newkirk, oklahoma but it's um basically it's uh, the the film the, the show is based off this fictional town called devil's bend in oklahoma and it's it's gonna be i think the fans of true blood that used to love watching that show are gonna really get a kick out of this
1: i loved true blood so well, okay, so I know we don't want to get too much, you know, spoilers. But so now, are you one of these characters? Are you one of these uh, mystical uh, creatures, or what?
2: Well, um, see, even on my on the IMDb for the page, and on my IMDb page, the, in the basically the actors database, um, mine is listed as mystery man for a reason, and Ooh, because, okay.
1: this sounds yeah. Good. And,
2: and, and it's it's because my character is a spoiler, so they can't even oh. announce who my character is or what he does in the show because it'll give away a vital plot. Into we the don't
1: want to do that, but we like the fact that you're a mystery man. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. mystery men. Now, um, the True Blood. You mentioned True Blood, so is it going to be a steamy?
2: <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it. There will be some steamy aspects. Don't too much, but. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, if you truly want to get an idea, and it's not completely off of the books, but it's based off of the book series, Um, if anybody checks her out, it's called The Hunting Series. Uh, It's by Elizabeth St. John. She's an author, actually, as their books are for sale online. Um, But there is some steamy stuff in there, so it's definitely not something for kids to watch. Let's put it that way. Oh, I, was, I can't wait
0: to watch this. That was that was gonna that was gonna be my question of is how fa- family friendly would it be is it something that's gonna have to be uh, later at night when when the kids are asleep so you've it, already answered that def- <laughs> yeah it definitely
2: is if, it, if if like I said with True Blood Game of Thrones like that yeah you obviously can't watch little kids watch that stuff so this is definitely not for the younger kids for sure no. now
0: now since the you to
1: bed is mommy daddy time <laughs> na- see
0: now that yes. you mentioned Game of Thrones you know I've got to ask is their sex position.
2: <laughs> Dude, what? What was it again?
0: Sex position—the word that was coined because of Game of Thrones, where where plot exposition was given out during sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a joke. I don't expect it to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> that threw
2: me off though. I'm not going to lie. That really threw me off when
0: you said like, that. I thought this was a, you know. <laughs> a, believe it or not, that's a legitimate thing. When Game of Thrones came out, they they coined that phrase because of the fact that Game of Thrones moved a lot of their plot points through exposition during gradacious sex scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so.
2: yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. That is actually a good point. I never thought about that before. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> i'm a huge game of thrones fan like
2: oh i am too i love that i love that I show. Love game of thrones, from start yeah. to finish
0: if if i ever if i ever broke into to movies uh, th- quite honestly if i ever got the opportunity to to be an actor um uh, besides star wars obviously i'd want to be a jedi come on let, let it happen george george listen to me i i want to be a <laughs> jedi Get, put me into special editions of, of the prequel trilogy. I'll be one of the Jedi that die in in Attack of the Clones. It's cool. Uh, just put me yeah. in the background.
2: Oh my god! Yes, yes, yes. But
0: if uh, if I ever had my choice, I think I would want a medieval epic like a Game of Thrones or or uh, like a Lord of the Rings. I think I would really want to be a part yes. of something like that.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. Oh, you're, you're
2: speaking my language right there, <laughs> talking about like Lord of the Rings, especially. Oh my god, I would die to be in if they made another film like based off of that. Oh my god, I've I grew up watching Lord of the Ring. Like, Well, okay, I'm 39, so I didn't grow up watching it necessarily, but I grew up reading the books and then watching mm-hmm. it when it came out and then The Hobbit and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's I love that stuff.
0: Well, I mean, you do have the opportunity coming. Uh, aren't they filming for, I believe it's Amazon Prime? Aren't they filming a Lord of the Rings series like TV show?
2: You know, I believe they are actually, um, and yeah. So there might very well be a chance that I could uh, be in that. I'll have to uh, definitely see about that. For
0: well,
1: sure. we'll have to we'll have to promote you, and then we can just be extras, right, Chris? Th- 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 please, th- yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll be
0: a hobbit. I don't care. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I might be I a little be too a, tall for be, it. I'll
1: be a fairy, you know. I'll be like hey. an elf, whatever. I'll be an elf, you know.
2: Like as long as I don't have to be Smeagol, which I don't know, I'd oh still my project gosh. him anyway. <laughs>
0: Well, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna base off of looks, I mean, with the minimum amount of makeup available, I'm pretty sure I play an orc. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, the the it was it was leading towards the question, which I think I'm sure you probably already answered with this. But like, what would be your dream role if you could? If you had if you if you walked into a studio right now and said, and they said to you, "Look, you can be in any film playing any role. What would that role in film be?"
2: Oh, my God. Okay, see, that, that is actually a really tough one because <laughs> um, it, it would have to be some type of medieval film. Because um, the reason I say that is also because growing up I did read Dragonlance and different novels like that.
0: Oh, and my God. Please give me a live-action movie of Dragonlance. I have been begging for <sighs> that.
2: <laughs> oh, my God, yes. And I honestly, my dream role uh, would have been, and it, it's still a wizard, Oh wow, that'd be cool! So, Raelen,
0: Raelen
2: Oh my God, Raelen! Oh, I'd die to play him. He was so evil, but so <laughs> genius.
0: Oh, my God, who who actually God, it, he was amazing. Who actually wasn't was portrayed not too terribly by uh, by Kiefer Sutherland in the uh, cartoon *Lance uh, Dragons of the Bottom Twilight*. The movie itself was a bomb, but Kiefer yeah. Sutherland did a great job. <laughs> Got to give credit where it's yeah. due. Yeah, Heifer's
1: actually, great, though. Heifer's like one of the best. Yes. You know, no yes. matter what. He oh has. my God!
2: I've, I've loved his acting. I've always, I've always watched his acting and loved it.
1: Yeah,
0: he's let's, amazing. See now, you now you got I mean, me he, he all went. extra excited because I have been begging for for a live action Dragonlance, oh or, even oh or even forgotten, dr- or even forgotten realms. Like uh, this day and age where we want to have more people of color, let's have a dr- yes. Stu Arden movie going on. Dr- it begs yes. for a person to color. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my god!
2: Yes, I would die for live action of either one of those. Oh, movie
1: studios, listen up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you work with a lot. You work with a lot of uh, uh, independents as well, not just uh, major movie corporations. Maybe you could put it in the ear. Or something. everything starts somewhere.
2: Oh, trust me, I'm sure that one of my local independent people have definitely thought something like that and then they definitely i mean there's a local um uh, film uh, production around here it's called boiling point and they've done a lot of uh they made like this one called jurassic games and adventures of jurassic pet and adventures of rufus they've done a lot of like some medieval stuff but um it's kind of a little different along the lines but he's it's uh his name is ryan belgard he's done quite a bit around oklahoma with that as well and um so who knows maybe if he's Listening or watching, maybe he'd like to try to make a live action Dragonlance. You never know. Well,
1: that'd be
0: nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well since since I help the uh, put the bug in people's ears uh, again, I'll take a roll. I'll be a draconian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll the be, first I'll one to get stabbed you know, and turned to stone. Yeah. That's just easy enough. Let me. Just let me do, I'll do just, the
2: voice of a dragon.
1: I'll be a tag along. With nice. It. I'll just do whatever.
0: <laughs> well, you say you say you'll be a voice of a dragon. I've got to ask, what uh, what voice would you give your dragon? Would it be or like the Sean Connery Dragonheart Dragon or or more like Smog in, in The Hobbit where oh, Demon voice
2: You know, I don't know, I'd probably do the Sean Connery voice for the Draco, the, the dragon. <laughs> oh,
1: that's a good one. He's a good 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 dragon, you
2: know? <laughs> He's a very good dragon. He tries to be fair the best he can.
1: You know, so I can be a fair maiden, even though I'm not very fair because I'm a non blonde. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is awesome. You just you just became my favorite just because of the fact you've read Dragonlance. You don't know how many people like I have friends who play Dungeons and Dragons and they know everything about, you know, uh, forgotten realms like all day. But you mentioned Dragonlance. They're like, huh? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, like it's almost forgotten about. And it's it's a shame because it's such a great series.
2: Oh, it is, and I even read like with uh, with uh, when Damon uh, it was after the, the the Heroes of the Lance. I even read where he—I uh, don't know if you read that or not, too. Where like Damon, back, I can't remember his last name, but um, it took place after that too. And uh, I even read past all that too. And uh, just I was a fan for years. I kind of fell out after a while, like after it got to a certain point. But the Heroes of the Lance and all that, I read those continuously, and then the the tale of the two brothers with, Cam- with cameron and and raceland i read those how they went through their trials and stuff so yeah i've been a dragonlands fan since middle school
0: i i fell out after the second trilogy of the dragons like uh dragons of the lost star trilogy yes
2: yeah i could i couldn't after that i just i kind of fell out i just kind of it's sad but i kind of lost interest a little bit not because it wasn't a good series i just was like i am i kind of started looking at other stuff too um uh,
0: well, that that's the same here. It's not that I, I lost interest so much, it's just that there was so much content. And then on top of it I was getting yeah. more into other things like uh I I hate to use this term, but more adult reading in a sense like Stephen yeah. King yeah. and and uh, uh Orson Wells and the like. And yeah. and so it just kinda fell by the wayside and I never got back into it. But now that you mention it like I want the coronavirus to be over. I need to go over to Barnes & Noble. I need to pick up some more books. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. Hey, also, there's another book series that I read. It was called The, uh, um, the Dresden Files. I don't know if you've ever read that. Um, no. About, uh, oh, it's phenomenal. Um, it, honestly, I first read book two. But it's about this this wizard named Harry Dresden who lives in Chicago who helps the Chicago PD their supernatural unit solve supernatural crimes that has everything from vampires to werewolves to to other like evil warlocks to um, it, it's an amazing if you're into like mixture between supernatural and also mystery that series the Dresden Files is amazing.
0: I think
1: I read one of those books because the yes. name sounded familiar. I'm like, I uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, yeah. but no, but it it definitely goes along the lines of another book series I was going to uh, highly recommend uh to be turned into a movie as well as Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time uh stories. Uh Eye of the World yeah. and 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 all uh which deals with the character uh, a character who winds up being like uh, in a sense in a sense the chosen one. And he's uh, Dragonborn, and, and uh, it's just really, really uh, solid, solid series. There's like 13, 14 books to it. And it, it's just a phenomenal series dealing with uh, a war going on that could separate the, the wheel of time, the mystical control of all everything, you know. And uh, it, a lot of wizards, a lot of uh, uh, m- immortals, just a great series. <laughs> if you haven't read it, read it, and if you haven't made a movie out of it, which nobody has, I know somebody who'll star in it. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> we know, yeah. Uh, y'all are just the sweetest.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, we love you already. Uh, you know. Thank you, thank you so much.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what's next besides, besides uh the the Jessica show? Um, what is next on the horizon for you? Um. Uh, any more stage maybe or uh, during the break between season one and season two, you're just going to hang out with, at home or uh, what else you got going um, on for you?
2: Well, actually, there uh, there's a few there's a smaller projects up. Um, there's one actually that's going to be filming in um, August. Uh, that's actually a, a religious one. It's called uh, Faith Restored. Um, and I'm playing the lead in that one. It's uh, being made by a local filmmaker, um, but basically my character loses his faith from some tragic events, and he has an accident and is trans, uh, transported back to the first Easter, and it's basically about him finding his faith again. Wow. Those yeah. are
1: really popular, you know? Um in itself it's like that genre, you will you probably will take off right there on, on um you know becoming a Christian actor. So that's cool. Congratulations yeah. on that.
2: And the thing with that too is um I, I like they're basically they're they're gearing towards like more of the, the Christian audience but even a film like that where a guy goes through some tragedy and kind of finds his, you know, whatever you believe in, whether you're a Christian or not, he finds his faith, his, his meaning in life again. And so I think that can definitely touch people even if they're not Christians. And so um, – but yeah, it's – when I read the character, when I did the table read, um, because I was going through some stuff at the time and I could just feel the pain that he was going through. And the, the director saw that and they were like, you're just – with something told us that you're perfect for that role, so, but all the I got cast as lead in a feature film, and hopefully, it'll go somewhere, you know, big. Hopefully. Now this
0: is. Now this this is something that's uh, going to be released to theaters, or is it like a, a TV, or is it going to be streaming service? Like what? Uh, where can people find this coming film and the reason i ask is because uh unbeknownst to many people uh my co-host actually uh works with a church and i bet they would probably love to see a film like that
2: yeah (laughs) well um you see uh, right now i know that's in the works they're raising funding and everything else for it and so i'm not for sure exactly where it's going to be seen at but um the director's name is Gina Brewer, she's actually a friend of mine, and her mom, and she, they actually both wrote the script, and so um, they're definitely trying to figure out exactly where they can get it distributed at, so um, that's definitely, um, and I can even mention something to them um, if you would like him, and definitely that, because like I said, the, the more they can get known about it, and, and get the word out about it, the obviously the better chances it can get released into a bigger venue.
0: That is- be awesome. Is there a GoFundMe or or anything of that nature available for people to be able to uh, contribute to to uh, to the film?
2: There was up for a while, and I'm pretty sure there is still. Um, that would definitely be something that I can uh, let you know about um, later on once I find out for sure. I want to get the details, and if so i'll definitely share that with you and if if you absolutely guys wouldn't mind sharing that then obviously the better chances they can get a lot more funding for that because i I, they've they've gotten they've done pretty good so far but um, it would definitely help out for
0: sure oh yeah absolutely like especially with this video um i could obviously edit post-production uh after it's already been released if it's not there yet guys keep checking the description down below and i will have a link to that me page if there is one available. So that way if you want to see this film be created and and uh and, and put out there, especially a film a positive message guys a $1, dollar, ten dollars, hundred dollars, fifty thousand dollars. Let's $1, let's get let's okay. let let's get the let's get the movie made. <laughs> <laughs> wow thank you that that'd be really awesome. <laughs> I took a
1: class once and they said you know what's your ideas, and then you like, like you put your little things down. And it goes, no, I want your Hags, your big hairy audacious goals. So we're gonna we're gonna behag this, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I understand that one. All I want is world domination of one major city. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> that's
2: a BHAG. It's a small one. It's that's not so much to ask. That's mess <laughs> tiny one city. That's one city. That's nothing.
0: <laughs> one million dollars. Sure. We don't have the cameras on. I'm doing my best, Doctor Evil, right now. So. Oh,
1: we need to do cameras someday. Because I'll tell you, I
0: like know one oh,
2: million Lord. dollars. that would no. be that would be funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! Uh, but uh, all right. Well, the 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 one final question that I have, I'm, I'm sure Kim has a couple more. So I'm not going to call sure. it the end of the interview yet. But the, the final question <laughs> is: You obviously you do modeling. You do. Both stage and film. You're, you're working on a bunch of different projects, uh, plus being a father and, and husband. What do you do with your free time? What little free time you have? Like what what does Dale do when Dale's not the the superstar?
2: Well, let's see. Um, I also still um, find other ways for for income. Um, I kind of still work a day job uh, occasionally, but for free time, a little bit of everything. I, I love. I mean, typically it sounds, you know, like, oh, you get bored of movies as an actor, but I'm a big movie buff, and I love watching movies and different, like, streaming things, um, but music. I um, love music, and um, I've actually started to – trying to learn how to write, um, and so I might actually start trying to write a, a script. I, I it's That's probably far down the road still, but, um, but just – mainly mainly what i my free time i love to do um especially since um i've kind of learning with balancing and stuff is be around my kids as much as possible that's kind of what i love to do with my free time
0: mostly i take it you guys go to a lot of uh movies and and uh and the like, uh, since you said you are a film buff, and I imagine your kids are probably the same. I mean, my kids, the, the, to use that as an example for, for my reasoning, my kids, I started introducing them to the, the to the uh, you know, the, the, the epics. You know, they watch Lord of the Rings. They, they watch Star Wars. We're working on Harry Potter now. My kids are 10 and 11. Um, oh, yeah. So, so I mean, that's that's our thing. Like, every weekend we're sitting down and watching two, three different movies at a time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I imagine it's probably a yeah. shared interest.
2: it, it is, but um, my kids also got for me. I haven't done it in forever. I used to play video games a lot. I occasionally down da- now do, but I don't have a lot of time. But they are mixed between movies, video games, and YouTube. That's their main thing. They oh, love yeah. to do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But well, yeah, they do. They got the movies for me, for sure. Well, tell them so to subscribe your... to
0: Realm of the Mist yeah. Entertainment. We're on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: definitely. So right exactly. now, um, what's the movies that you like? Okay, a couple questions. First one, yeah. what is your like go-to movie? Like when you are like, you have that time and you want to watch that movie. Which one have you watched numerous times and why?
2: Okay. Um this is probably one of my favorite go-tos. I haven't on it. It sounds because I haven't watched it in forever, but uh, I've always been a fan, and it's of a series, uh, the Blade series. Oh yeah, Um nice. And it's I don't know, it's just something about the character Blade. You know, he was basically born half vampire, half human, so he basically was. Wasn't accepted from either side, but still he managed to try to do what was right, even though um, he still had the thirst. But um, I don't know. It's just something about the Blade series I can just watch over and over and over again and never get tired. But honestly, it's a toss-up between that and my oh, I the cult classic, The Boondock Saints. Oh, I
1: love that movie. I, nice. love, I don't even know about that movie. Yes, that has yes. it Norman Reedus in it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, a lot of people don't even know about that movie. It's like, they're like, what? What are you talking
0: about? <laughs> uh, if, you, if you love, if you love uh, the Blade series for, for the character uh, being half human, half vampire, and hunting other vampires, there's an old Japanese anime movie, and it had a sequel, like, 20 years later uh, that I would highly recommend, which is called uh, Vampire Hunter D. Oh, oh. I
2: have I've, I've seen it since the early nineties. Yeah, I, I have a DVD of it at home actually.
0: Uh it's <laughs> such a great series. Such a <laughs> such a great series of, of uh yeah. Japanese anime movies. Like as long as you don't mind the yeah. uh the voice is not syncing up because of English dub and all, but I mean it's still just a solid, solid story. <laughs> and oh, goes yes. goes yeah. in line with Blade. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a very good. It was a very good anime. In fact, I've been watching anime since I was a teenager. So yeah, anime was right up my alley too.
1: <laughs> oh, awesome. Do you have any favorite westerns? I'm going back on the western. I just keep thinking you as a western guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna typecast you the western guy. I don't know why.
2: <laughs> I mean, westerns are good. Um, God, there's. There's so many good ones. There's there's so many older and newer. But I always and, and my mom and me used to watch this a lot, um, in the nineties was Tombstone. I, oh, I yes. oh my
1: gosh, yes, another like one, yes.
2: That tombstone mm-hmm. was an amazing one. Um but um and and then recently when the Magnificent Seven came out, I mean mm-hmm. I, I love that too. But honestly the old the I love the old Clint Eastwood westerns. I love those.
1: Oh yeah. When I um my degree is in American Studies and um oh. so to in order to graduate for your, your undergrad, you had to, like, do this, um, it's like 100 pages of research. And you had to pick something that you had to, like, um, defend your thesis. So I right. did the American Western. That's why I'm, like, I guess that's why I'm, I'm asking somebody for the Western. But, um, so I took the Western and I kind of went through the g- generations, like, from the beginning of the Western. And then I kind of, like, because obviously Star Wars, all those, those are Westerns. They're just mm-hmm. in a different place. Yes. So, um, so my my whole thing was I, I kind of, like, highlighted uh, generationally what uh, the the uh, antagonists, the protagonists, and everybody looked like. And so, uh, yeah, I love all this. I did a whole thing on the spaghetti westerns with Clint Eastwood. Oh, my gosh. They were just amazing.
2: <laughs> See, yeah, I, was... I think one of
0: – Sorry, go ahead.
2: Uh, was, oh, Sorry. No, okay. Uh, one of my favorites, I love him. Was a fistful of dollars. I just, uh-huh. uh, I yeah. love that movie, just especially because if I'm correct, that was the one because they 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 immortalized it in Back to Future Part Two to where he was wearing the metal plate <laughs> <thing> <laughs> under his chest when he got shot and he got back up. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I love that film. I love that film
0: especially. See, I've uh, i I've, I've always had a special place in my heart for the western, uh, the western stories because of the fact of like when you look at films and and and. and the lore that usually comes from films. And I'm talking like the, the epics, like, you know, the, the medieval stuff, obviously that, that's kind of like King Arthur that that's, that's mm-hmm. European folklore that that's history of Europe for, right. for, for no better, no better purpose or reason, you know? And then a lot of the other stuff, like uh, a lot of horror was based on uh European superstitions and, 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 and those, those likes. I love the American Western because it really is kind of our love letter to our history that that's our yes, exactly. Renaissance period was the yes. old wild west and and I mean you know good or bad love or hate what happened in those time periods they gave innumerable amounts of of uh heroes and villains and stories out of out of that short time period
1: yeah. I know, it was, it was a, awesome. It, it, yes. it is, it is, it is, it is us. It is. That's why I chose the American Western as my, <laughs> as my thesis, and I presented a hundred pages. I watched a lot of westerns, but I also watched yeah. a lot of like um, Japanese westerns and the spaghetti westerns, all that because obviously they were trying to emulate what we were doing here. So it was really actually a cool thing. Like I did the Seven Samurai. Oh my gosh, that was a great movie. Um, so there's like a lot of ways to, to enjoy the western. But I just was like I said, i was just curious about a western. I'm sorry, I kind of. I'm going to typecast you. I don't know why, but
0: yeah. Everybody,
1: this is going to be the new, like, Clint Eastwood, you know?
0: (laughs) Hey, I'll take it. I'll
2: take that. I love Clint Eastwood. I love Clint Eastwood. I'll take that compliment for sure.
1: (laughs) Awesome, awesome. So yeah, and so yeah, and what's your favorite, uh, this is like the silliest question in the world, but go-to movie food. What do you like to eat?
2: (laughs) Oh, oh man, that is a good one. Um, Well, when I go to the movie theater, my favorite thing to get is the nachos, and it's not the healthiest, but I <laughs> love it, and, and the hol- good. and the holiday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Those are good. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I crave just go to the movies, just eat the crap. I hate to say that but I don't care what's playing. My husband will be like... Let's go to the movie. What's playing? I don't care. I wanna go eat massive amounts <laughs> of junk food from the movie theater. Wellcase <laughs> the there.
0: A, there. <laughs> that that that's a better reason for spending twenty dollars for a movie ticket than one time I spent the money to go see Meet Joe Black just to see the uh the trailer for Star Wars episode one. And I once you doing that. And once the trailer was over I walked out. I had no interest in the movie. <laughs> I just wanted to see the trailer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: But I will say this, twenty dollars well spent.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs>
2: That's true. There you go. Yeah. Have,
1: you ever, have you ever left a the movie theater? I can't I can't remember if I have or not. I don't think I've
0: I have, yes, I, I can't say I haven't I have. Uh and that movie was uh Hellraiser Bloodline.
2: Ah, uh, yes, okay.
0: I uh, I went I loved the the Hellraiser franchise. I've always loved the original 3, the first 3. So when the fourth one came out, I I bought tickets that night, you know, like the day it released. I'm I'm going, I'm going to see it in about uh second segment and I was just like, "What the hell is this?" I, I just I walked away. <laughs> I cut my losses and walked away. <laughs> hey, sometimes it's what you got to do. I'm pretty sure there was a time I did walk
2: out once, but I cannot remember what movie that was, um, cause there, there was one time I'm sure, but I cannot remember what the heck it was. Um, so most of the time I haven't walked out, but, uh, but yeah, um, I think there was one time, but obviously it wasn't that important movie if I can't remember what it was. So
0: now the worst I ever did was, uh, I went to go see the rock, uh, with Sean Connery and, and, uh, uh, Nick Cage. And uh, there's, there, there is a story behind this. Uh, but, uh, I went to see the film, and I fell asleep during the, credit, uh, during the previews and woke up during the credits.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I missed the whole film, but I got a good, na- a good nap out of it. Uh, I had worked a double shift the night before. I was exhausted, and my friends talked me into going, and little did I know I found a comfortable spot in that seat, and next thing you know, I'm being woken up to leave. <laughs> It took about two years before I finally sat down and watched the film, and I actually got to see the film. <laughs> hey, it happens. Oh man, what about you, Kim? Is there a movie you walked away from? Did we lose Kim?
2: I I can hear you.
0: You can hear. Or I can't. <laughs>
2: oh, you can't hear?
0: No. Oh. That, that's that's oh, weird. Oh, no, I
2: can hear. Yeah. That... Did... Can you not hear her?
0: No, I can't hear her, and subsequently, neither can the show. Unfortunately, oh, wow. I'm, not, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, so, for purposes of this, I will oh, go ahead, God. I will go ahead and, uh, until we see if it'll bring uh, Kim back into the conversation the right way, I'll go ahead and set up for the... Yeah exit of this uh, episode then uh, the big thing I got to ask you is is there any way uh, anywhere you want people to be able to contact or follow you uh, you know social medias and the like uh, things that you want to promote for people to be able to get in contact with you for film for questions for whatever
2: okay um, well I mean basically on Facebook um, it's my name is it's Dale knee house that's my middle name middle initial a dot um, that's where I'm on Facebook um, and you'll just you'll see my bald head right there because my dad has the same name but he's just he's older and has a full head of hair and gray so that's not me um, <laughs> and and then I'm also on Instagram uh, and the tagline is a little longer but I love the motto uh, it's helping others is the greatest
0: nice yeah. and a And, of course, guys, you can find Kim and myself here at Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Just go ahead and like, comment, uh, subscribe, and share out this video so friends and family can check it out as well. And, of course, you can check out our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your video game and... uh, tabletop gaming uh, needs and of course if you prefer your podcast in audio format you can find Realm of the Mist on Anchor.fm, Apple, iTunes Spotify, Pandora or wherever quality podcasts can be heard again I want to thank our guest uh, Mr. Dale Neilhouse. I always want to go Haas, I don't know why uh, <laughs> Neil okay. House at, and of course I want to thank SJ Network for uh, helping uh, secure us this interview uh, Steve Joyner, you're the man, you know you are and of course yes. guys, thank you very much for joining us, without you there is no us and we will catch you on the next Breaking the Fourth Wall, have a good night